Welcome to this week's Anglers Channel Insider Podcast, brought to you by Ranger Boats. Still building legends one at a time. Now here's your host, Chris Brown. Welcome in, folks, to this week's Angler's Channel Insider Podcast, brought to you by Ranger Boats, powered by Mercury Marine, and of course, Shock to Life by Rely On Lithium Batteries, tailor-made lithium, giving you the most power to help you make the most of your time on the water. Check them out at RelyOnBattery.com, and as always, make sure you use Angler's Channel, you use code Angler's Channel, excuse me. For 10% off your next purchase there at from RelyOnBattery.com. I'm Chris Brown along with the social ninja, Mr. David Jong. Uh, Kenneth Grover, Anger Channel Insider. He is uh, he's busy building building a hospital, David. You know, he's like the network IT Ethernet internet guru, right? So he's he's tied up with uh, some kind of big hospital building thing. He runs a lot of that here. In, uh, in Huntsville, so I, uh, I'm i sure you saw his text, too, that he's kind of yep. jammed up with that. So last week he broadcasted or came to us from his little um, uh, his little dungeon there inside the hospital. So, um, <laughs> I, you know, I don't know. I know they're building a big one downtown, a new, uh, a new, a new facility, and he's uh, – He's about chin deep in that. So um, anyway, Kenneth, might, he might chime in here at some point in time tonight, but um, right now he's busy building a hospital. So Father's Day, how was it, bud? Have a good Father's Day? Yeah, spent it um, a day early, but spent it with um, my sister-in-law and them and just took the kids out to the zoo down in Chicago and did some eating and that was pretty much it but it was just nice and calm just to spend some chill time with the family i know you guys are on the water but i know you had sunday off well yeah we did we had sunday off my wife and i did did get the uh the big boat out sunday to make sure it still floats we hadn't had it out in over a year <laughs> or so had to make sure that thing still floats uh for a little family vacation we got coming up next week so mm. uh make sure that was all working and ready to roll so had a little bit of fun with that but uh yeah we were on the water saturday uh, covering the Alabama Bass Trail event on Lake Neely Henry. And I don't even know what the name of this damn storm was that came through, but it was a big one, right? And it rained, 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 and it rained. And, um, and it rained some more. I, I couldn't even tell you. It was it was unbelievable, <laughs> the amount of rain. So had my, uh, my Under Armour shoreline uh, or shore break uh, rain suit on. And um, really liked it, nice and light, you know, because he got you know when the rain would stop, it get muggy, and then the rain would start yeah. again. So that little time frame between, it wasn't bad; it was good. But uh, when the wind picked up, it was nice to have that little jacket on. So that was uh, that was a good deal. But I uh, did get to meet the one and only, our longtime <laughs> listener, uh, Burl. Burl was there, and. Um, it was kind of funny because we saw there was this guy standing over in the or sitting over in the corner, right? And um, he had uh, he was wearing a a BTL shirt, and not just one BTL shirt. Okay, he had two BTL shirts on, and I'm thinking, why do you who who is this guy? And then he stopped me, he stopped me, and he's like, Hey, are you? 
are you Chris Brown? And I'm thinking, yeah, I am. <laughs> and um, so he's like, well, I'm Burl. And I'm like, holy crap, from Wistock, Georgia, came all the way over to Neely Henry to check things out and see the Alabama Bass Trail and check on the guys and see what all was going on. So um, Burl, great to meet you. He got to meet Kenneth as well. We, get, we took a picture. Kenneth was covering up the BTL on his shirt. And, of course, Burl, in, in, in typical Burl fashion, sent that to Panger, Matt Pangrak, over at BTL. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, if, if they if they didn't like us beforehand, they really don't like us now. So thanks, Burl, for that. Just kidding. Uh, those, those are good guys. I'm a big, uh, big Matt Pangrak fan. So, but uh, yeah, so I got to meet Burl. So that was kind of cool. Uh, that was a lot of fun. And um, for those of you that are wondering, you know, you, we've got the submit tournament tab right on the on the uh, on the old website. But if you want to hit up David directly for social media content, <laughs> for tournament results, any of that stuff, D Jong D X I O N G. <laughs> at anglerschannel.com. He's official now. He's got himself an email address. And uh, he might have a business card here before too long. We don't know. I was told they were ordered, so we'll see. They're being shipped directly to me. So D-X-I-O-N-G at anglerschannel.com. And um, that's kind of cool, bud. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> it's good, good to have all that. I mean, I, I check it every day, so I, I mean, I know no one knows about it. You got so nothing. You got nothing going. Yeah, but you will. You, it, it'll come. It'll come. I promise. So, I uh, got a few shout outs. We do have a really good, really cool show for you guys tonight. I know we're not a week late. Okay, we're right on time. Is what it is. But your back to back classic champ Hank Cherry is going to be here with us. Going to talk to him a little bit. In just a few minutes, and everybody's like, "CB, that was so last week." No, it wasn't, because this is the damn Bassmaster Classic, and this this thing goes on forever. So, we could talk to him about the classic and winning a second. Uh, but a few shout outs, real quick. Our buddy Ty All uh, at the Potomac uh, made the top fifty, finished thirty fifth. But what was cool about that? Uh, not really the finish so much. I really wasn't even thinking about the fishing. Was on his off day. Ty went to, I guess, one of the focus meetings that they have uh, in FLW, like a lot of like a lot of tournament trails do. Elites do it. FLW doesn't. And uh, Ty committed his life to Christ last week and was baptized right there in the Potomac River by uh, Captain Blake Smith. So that was uh, a very very cool deal. Very cool to see on social. Ty, congratulations. Um, that's uh, that's a big deal, bud. That's a really big deal. I'm excited to call your brother in Christ. So very, uh, very, very cool. Also got to give a shout out to um, Tennessee's Laney Holbert and Sarah Swindle from the Riverside Junior Bass Team. It left Decaturville, Alabama, um, or I'm sorry, Tennessee, excuse me, Decaturville, Tennessee, and went up to Saginaw Bay and caught them 14 pounds, two ounces a fish up there to win the junior, uh, the Bassmaster Junior event on Saginaw Bay, qualifying them for the uh, the junior championship coming up um, not too far up the road in Tennessee there, or not too far from them in Tennessee. So that'll be kind of cool. So very excited for them. Congratulations. It's always cool to see when I pop up, you know, I, when I'm flipping through Facebook and you beat me to the press release already. And uh, it's already up, and uh, to see you know two 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 girls on the on the page, and 
I got to click on it to find out what's going on and uh, to see that they won. So, and speaking of women, um, our buddy Pam Martin Wells came from behind last week and won the uh, what was it? Won the event on the Cane River in Natchitoches, Louisiana. She had twenty six seventy total going into the last day. She and Pam Riddle were tied in points. And uh, she was in first. Pam was in fourth. She caught 1474 the last day and won the event, won the AOI. And um, very, very cool deal for her. Uh, big, big Pam Martin Wells fan. Uh, personally, I've been around her through the ABT and some others. So, won about five points for Angler of the Year. So, congratulations to her. And uh, very, very cool to see. Got Kusa there. I know her husband was there as well. So congratulations to uh, to Pam. And then, uh, let's see, we had – we did get some – we did get some fantasy fishing stuff out last week. I know Juju's mad because <laughs> I'm not shipping to Canada – or forces won't ship to Canada. I got to get that deal figured out, Juju. I apologize. But um, Jason Lair, otherwise known as the Rod Lair – won the classic fantasy fishing for our group. And most everybody gets $20 gift card to Sportsman's, you know, each week or each event. Not Jason. It's the 51st Bassmaster Classic. So what do you get when you win the 51st Bassmaster Classic Fantasy Fishing Group Fingers Channel? You get a $51 gift card to Sportsman's Warehouse. <laughs> so $51. You know the guy on the back end of Sportsman's, you know, scratched his head going, what the hell, $51? You kidding me, dude? Fifty-one dollar gift card to uh, to Jason Lair. So it's a reason to play, you know. Unlike our buddy Kenneth Grover, who just forgets every week, you know. I thought about that on Thursday. <laughs> well, you know, I understand you're busy, KG, but we give you ample opportunities to get signed up for this deal. So, um, like I said, fun show coming up this week. Uh, Hank Cherry coming up here in just a few minutes, and then we're going to look into. I've had some emails. Uh, from a few different people, uh, not just one, but a few different ones, and I had to go to the source, right? I had to go to Joe Opeger with MLF mm-hmm. slash FLW slash whatever it's called this week and find out. I had some questions. Now I have answers. And then I've also gone and I've done the three-year average, right? This is cut year. This is this is the year that it all comes to a head, supposedly, right? So... I've done the three-year average. Um, we've, we've got points from the pro circuit with one event left to go. I do have points up on the BPT up until this week, so we'll take a look at those. Of course, all that probably changed with the San Lawrence River coming up this week, but we'll take a look at those, and we'll talk about that coming up here in the news and notes section of the show. We also got our U Pickums, and lo and behold, I have all the results this week. <laughs> for all the events that we picked, even the Fishers of Men, I have all the results for all the events that we picked this week. And um, we might be surprised with what's going on with the U Pickums. I'm just, I'm just going to say. I'll tell you who's not leading. That's Kenneth Grover. I, I, will, I will tell you that. <laughs> so if you think I'm picking on him, I am because he ain't here and I can. So uh, we'll do that. And as always, you guys can share your thoughts on tonight's show via the X Zone hotline. 256-535-3217. No matter if you're a tournament fisherman, a weekend warrior, or the occasional angler, find out why Elite Series pros, Brandon Pollinick, Carl Jakobson, and more trust Exo and Lures to catch them 
every day. Find out more at xzonelures.com. Got just a minute before we get Hank on the phone. Um, David, anything else going on with you? With me or with just you. Uh, no, with you? Fishing in general. <laughs> well, fishing in general. Um, no, not really. I don't know, nothing really. Um, I don't know. It's kind of, I don't know, just trying to catch up like I was telling before we, we started recording. Just, I don't know. My brain's all scattered brain. Maybe it's just been fried from texas <laughs> you've still got classic fog classic brain fog is what you got so it, it, I, it happens I think so. you know you you work so hard you never know what happens and so you got classic brain fog dude i've been there done that so it just takes a little while to get back to back to normal um trust me i know how that goes so let's take a quick little break when we come back we'll welcome in the champ back to back Jason, what would you say your biggest fear is when you're out fishing? Hmm, Chris, um, let me see. Probably stranded out in the middle of the lake. That's right. You know, that's everybody's biggest fear, Jason, not being able to get back to the ramp, especially in time for weigh-in during tournaments. But one thing that's really made the biggest difference for me, and that's switching to lithium batteries, and not just any lithium batteries, but rely on lithium batteries. Oh, Chris, how do you like those? Jason, they're great. Let me tell you, they allow me to spend more time on the water and are essential when it comes to starting and running my boat. They give me short charge times and more usable capacity, so I don't have any late-day voltage sags. Plus, they're stupid lightweight compared to lead acid, and they're practically maintenance-free. Really allows me to focus on my fishing instead of worrying about getting back to the ramp. Okay, okay, you talked me into it. Where can I get some Relyon batteries? Jason, you can visit relyonbattery.com slash anglerschannel and use our special promo code Angler's Channel for 10% off your purchase. Did I mention they also offer fast and free shipping? You didn't, but even better. So hey, what are you waiting for? Get hooked on Rely on Lithium today. With so many exclusive designs and processes, no other boat is built like Ranger. It's a dramatic difference that consistently raises the bar of excellence while delivering more features, more performance, and the best value. The Ranger Fisherman Series. From bow to stern, this is results-based engineering at its best. Still building legends, one at a time. At Mercury, there are no limits to the lengths we'll go to make sure you have no limits either. Unlimited adrenaline. Unlimited fun. Unlimited weekend. Except maybe having to go home eventually. Introducing the all-new V8 Mercury Pro XS. Light, quick, efficient. Mercury, go boldly. Welcome back, folks. Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. I've been brought to you by our friends at Pro Charging Systems. The future of marine charging is here. Find out more at dualpro.com. Excited to welcome in your back-to-back classic champ, our buddy Hank Cherry, dude, has that gotten old yet, or has it sunk in? Uh, it definitely hasn't got old yet, but I, I I think it's sunk in. When I walk in the living room, I get to see both these big trophies hanging out, so it's a <laughs> it's a pretty good feeling. So you got bookends now, so that's got to feel <laughs> nice. And 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 they've got your and at least one's got your name on it. So yeah, one has my name on it, but I I've told everybody I've got the 
the coolest two end tables until uh, I've got a case that's being built, but they had to alter it now because they have two, <laughs> so they had to kind of redesign it. So, But I've got the two coolest end tables a fisherman could want. Now, how heavy is just one of those trophies? Because that's got to be a pretty heavy-duty case to hold both of those, I would think. They're they're pretty heavy. I've never actually actually weighed it. Somebody asked me to. I need to do that. But they're they're pretty heavy. I mean, when you have all that adrenaline going on, when you first pick it up over your head, like on stage, it's nothing to it. But once you've carried it around the places and up the elevator or in the press conferences or just moving it, it's it's pretty heavy. <laughs> that's a good workout for you. That's for sure. So, how uh, how special? Uh, you know, I know last year was special winning your first one, but how special is it to go back-to-back, being one of only four uh, to go ever go back-to-back? How special is that? Um, you know, it's, it's special. It's an honor to be in that class with those guys, but um, especially this one at the end of the day, it could have been anybody's. It just ended up being my way. And, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm just blessed and happy the way it turned out. Uh, I couldn't have dreamt it up this way. Um now everybody's question is, you going to do three in a row? I was like, well, I didn't know I was going to do two in a row. <laughs> so um, <clears throat> I just take it as I'm just taking the opportunity as it comes. And um, it's opened the door for, for new possibilities and new partnerships. So I'm just looking forward to the future. Well, you know, we put a, you know, there is, uh, of course, everybody had a post on social media, the, you know, the, the night you won and the day after you won. And we had a comment on one of our social media deals about, I may have been one of my posts about, you know, you, you know, possibly could have had three with Grand Lake, you know, way back. And, you know, do, do you think about it that way or does that, does that near miss kind of lead you to what you have now as far as, you know, the two wins? I think that early on, had I won, it might have led me down the wrong road. And um, I may not be at this point right now. I think everything happens the way it's supposed to happen, when it's supposed to happen. And uh, I made peace with that a long time ago. So I'm just enjoying the journey that I'm on. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let's talk a little bit about the tournament uh, and get into a little detail. I was on the water um, all three days of the event and saw you uh, all three days. But let's talk a little bit about practice. How was your practice and was what was changing from practice going into you know the actual first day of the tournament? My practice was pretty good, and during practice, we had storms that constantly came through, and they kept the water temperatures down. So <clears throat> we were dealing with mayfly hatch, a shad spawn, some pre-spawn fish that just hadn't gone to the bed yet, and some post-spawn fish, and some traveling in between. And, of course, we had <clears throat> rising water the whole time, which is very unique, usually Sometimes throughout a tournament, in my experience, they always start dropping it on you, and that's what gets you. Right. But pra- practice was, um, for me, I thought was pretty good. Not because I caught a lot of fish. I just thought I found some pretty good areas. When I when I caught one, it was a pretty good-sized fish, and I knew that uh, I would have the dam for a couple days. I didn't know how long because the heat, it got hotter and hotter and hotter every day, and it got a lot warmer faster than they were predicting on the weather channel. That's why, you know, they're the only job that can always be wrong. They get to keep their job. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and, um, and those fish out there were pre-spawning. I had some really big fish out there and just 
the fish, just the whole group of fish that were out there, even the smaller ones, I knew from practice and watching that I was going to have kind of a captive audience because nobody was really paying attention to that. So I kind of had a breakdown in my head of what what I needed to catch kind of by bait. And I knew that I could catch, you know, probably throughout the tournament, I could get five, six, or seven off the dam if I needed, if I got some of those quality bites in the bushes, because I didn't buy into the 65, 75 pounds, because if you've been around, if you've been around the, the tournament scene, you've paid attention, weights don't, they hardly ever go up. Right. They always tend to fall off. And with the heat coming, with us beating it up, with it not being a really big lake, which I don't think it has a huge population of bass. It's got some really nice fish in it. I just don't know if the population is overabundant. Right. And with that rising water and then going further back in the trees and bushes than we could actually go, I knew it was going to fall off. I didn't know. I didn't think it would fall off to where I won, but I knew it was going to fall off. And then the other element with this whole thing that has been talked about, and I said it before, talked to Matt Airy about it before the tournament, several other guys, this was going to be one where you were not going to fish clean. There was no way you were going to catch everything just with all the obstacles and everything we were throwing around. So, you know, I'm happy with the way it turned out. It was a, it was a blessing, but it was by far one of the better practices I've ever had for an elite tournament. Okay. I, you know, 20 pounds, four ounces day, day one, uh, hedging third. Um, and, the majority of those fish were you were you on the dam at all on day one? What's that? Were you on the dam at all day one? Uh, I went out there on day one to go catch one. Okay. And it was just one, and I was just fishing one little short section, and uh, it actually came up chasing a gizzard chat out in front of the boat. And it was kind of a I don't know, another dumb one or a gift from God or whatever it was, <laughs> but he he kind of broke left and I threw in front of him. And he cut back the other way, and I reeled him real fast, and I let him again, and I got the bait down and jerked it. And as soon as I jerked it, he just inhaled it. And uh, that was the only one I got that day. Okay. All right. Day two, obviously, we had a little delay. We had storms. Um, that lightning messed a lot of folks up, I think. Did, did, it, did it hurt you initially or mentally? Were you, were you rattled by that at all? You know, initially it didn't because I caught that – six and that one close to four just really fast right off the bat but there was no active bite i caught them flipping a jig really slow first thing um because by the time we'd taken off i'd had that had you know 12 13 pounds in the box right the previous day but i knew with the way the wind had shifted <clears throat> i'd already had it in my head that if i could go over there and get a good start that would be the day that I could use the dam to my advantage because the fourth day I wasn't going to have any wind. And so I went out there and um, I hooked a really big one on the dam that took me down to brush pile and hung me up. That was a frustrating fish. Uh, it seems like I can't get through a classic with something happening weird with a jerk bait. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, I managed to catch, I think it was four or five keepers out there that I caught. And um, so I think three of the ones I caught that day came off the dam. So, at that point, my game plan was still working pretty good. Sure. the uh, We actually watched you lose that fish on the dam. Uh, I was there shooting photos, and um, my boat driver that day, or all three days, was a 19-year-old kid that, that has spent some time on Ray Roberts. And we're coming down out of the East Arm, and he's like, what is going on in the dam? 
And we could see the cars up on top of the dam, kind of following you down the dam. And we could see the other boats. And I said, I guarantee you that's Hank. And he's like, really? And I said, it's a dam. It's got to be Hank, right? You got to go. We got to go check that out. And they pull up and I think you catch a few drum. And then, you know, that big one. What do you think that big one was? How big that you lost in that brush pile? Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I saw a glimpse of it because it hit, it hit really shallow on the rocks. But I knew from the ones I caught in practice, I could about tell you when it bit what it was. And when I, when I came back on it and it slammed the rod, I was just like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I finally got one of those big ones. And so I'm just willing to take a time. And I saw the one flash, and then when it went down, that's when I told my cameraman, I said, it's a really big one. And, and then two seconds, three seconds later, it just locks up. Right. And it was, that was so, so frustrating. But I'd been there before, so I don't know how big it was. I caught several eight-pounders out there during practice. Okay. Okay. That were pre-spawned. You you like had not been closed under the bed yet. Gotcha. You mentioned conditions for the dam earlier. What 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 are your ideal conditions this time of year for for fishing a dam like that? Um. Well, the water out there was cooler, and of course, it got really hot the third day. Um. I just shad spawn was going on in the rocks, but you couldn't catch any big ones off the rocks. And I could see with my electronics that there were some bigger fish out off of the banks, and they were just cruising. Now, it was hard to catch them off the live scope because they weren't suspended sitting still like they do in the wintertime. Right. So when I saw that, <clears throat> I came back. I think it was the second afternoon of our little three-day practice, and I stayed out. I didn't concentrate so much on the rocks. I concentrated on okay, the bait's staying in that 8 to 12 foot. Let's try to make sure our bait comes through that. And about, I don't know, I'd say 15 minutes into it, uh, I caught like a good four and a quarter. And then about 10 minutes later, I went a little further just doing it, and I caught eight. Okay. I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> and But what I like about that is um, it gets overlooked. Right. But when the shad's present, when the shad's present and the, and, and the water – is coming up, they're still, they still stay up in the water column. So I wouldn't have to, I knew that I didn't have to take a crankbait out and grind the rocks or throw a jig and hop because they weren't on the bottom. And when I can see that anytime and I know they're on shad, I'm either going to catch them on a jerkbait or a swimbait. Okay. Now that, that dam, the way it came down, it kind of, it had like a step to it. It kind of came out a little bit, kind of a flat area. Then it came down. Was there another flat spot down there? Or what kind of depth were you, were. Were you concentrating on? Well, the, the key part for me on the dam was there were a couple sections that the closer I got to the rocks, it would keep its depth. It would keep that 10 to 12 foot out there on the edge of it. Okay. And there would be certain sections when I'd get 5, 10 feet off the rocks, it would jump up to 6 foot. And I'm just assuming over time that's where rocks have slid and, or the legs come down, the banks eroded, whatever. Right, and you right. could tell there were certain places like where that, fish hung me up where trash had gathered and made high spots um like it would be an excellent excellent place and and like you know the winter time or that pre pre-spawn i can imagine you catch some giants out there but uh the dam on most lakes that are like that are just really really overlooked across the country and uh i've done quite well making sure that i visit them everywhere we go 
<laughs> well, I think that uh, that little secret's probably gone away now after two classics being one off a of riprap and then off a of dam. I, I, I have a feeling that everybody's going to beat that dam up for a while. If not fishermen, the wakeboarders will at least on Ray Roberts. That last day leaving, they, they, they were they were there. Yeah, the so. wakeboard. Yeah, the wakeboarders. The wakeboarders were bad. That's okay. <laughs> the uh, final day, thirteen ten. Um, did you? Uh, I mean, was there ever a point in the course of the day that you got comfortable with what you had, thinking that you that you had won it? <clears throat> no, I was just. I did some math in my head. I was thinking about it. I was like, you know, if if you get to that twelve and a half, the guys behind you have to catch over seventeen which would have been their best days of the tournament. And right. then it just kept getting bigger from there. And I knew it was, I, I knew right off it was going to be a tougher day. Um, and then everybody had a lot of pressure on them. And then in the back of mind, you got to think it's the classic. It's another reason why the weights go down is because that final day, if people are eight, nine pounds back, they're going to do something off the wall, trying to catch that miraculous 30 pound bag. Right. Um, so I just knew I needed to do my job. And I was at peace with however it was going to turn out. I just didn't want to, I, I wanted, I didn't want to lose it by stupid mistakes. And I made sure as hot as it was that I kept my mental focus and just made sure I got the job done. Well, that was, well, that was my next question is how do you keep your mental focus when it's 110 degrees? And I mean, and you can see the heat coming off the water. I mean, it was hot that last day, dude. It was just, you know, it was tough. I had to just keep, I, I just kept saying five bites, five bites, five bites. You know, then I got the second bite and it slowed down. Well, I didn't get a bite for like two hours. And then I caught three and four real fast. And that kind of re-energized me. And that's when I had switched over from all the heavy stuff I was doing. And I picked up the lighter stuff and started flipping around. And I had so much confidence in that starting spot. I was like, there's got to be one left. And I got over there and it wasn't two, three flips. I caught that two and a half pounder. And it was like... um it was like I knew I knew at that point that I had done my job, right? And you know I get beat, I just get beat. I mean, because you just you can't you can't force it, and if it's meant to be, it's meant to be, and you can't screw it up. Right, right. Did um, <clears throat> at what point did you look at Bass Track or anything when you got back in, or did you? <clears throat> um, it wasn't until we got back to the boatyard, and I, I talked with Matt and. We had to look, and then Brock came to look at my fish. You know, it's like a po- everybody's got a poker face. I'm like, there's no secrets. Let's just figure out what it is. And, and it's, it's all it's all close, and Brock, Brock's weighed my fish, and he's kind of grinning. And I've looked at Matt's fish, and I kind of knew what he had. And I'm trying to do the math in my head, but you're always thinking, well, maybe that one wasn't a five. A five. It was more like a five and three quarters, so that puts him – you're all doing that, and it's just – um. When he weighed in, when Matt weighed in, I knew, I knew I had it when he went in. Gotcha. And that was the biggest, that was the biggest moment of release the whole week. <laughs> David? All right, let's, I want to go back to this jerk bait thing, because I know that, um, was it out of the, maybe for sure, I don't know how, how clunted for the guys that we did it back to back. I believe you're one of the very few guys to really, I mean, different bodies of water as well, but to win it on the same or oh, same type of lure more or less, but uh, being a Northern guy, I can somewhat relate. I mean, the jerk bait's one of my favorite lures as well, but what is it about the jerk bait and Hank cherry that just click? 
you know, I don't know. It's something that I started fishing, playing with a long time ago. I just have a, I have a lot of confidence in it. I feel like uh, any given time, um, I can catch them on it. And if the situation's right and I can get a few bites on it, uh, my expectations and my confidence level rises. Uh, you know, it's something a lot of guys throw a certain time of the year and put it down, and I've just carried it in the boat and tried it at so many places, so many different times of the year that it's got its place and time. It's not going to work all the time, but there are definitely, definitely certain scenarios where it works pretty good. Were you the only one throwing a jerkbait this past or at this tournament? You think? Uh, I would have to say yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I haven't talked to anybody else, but probably yeah. <laughs> Did you go over there and pray, like before it went off limits at all? No, I, I had never seen the lake. I didn't know what it looked like not flooded. Okay, okay. And that may that may have played and that may have played a part of everything working out the way it did too. I didn't have any expectations. Sure, sure. Last year, if I remember right, of course, you had led it wire to wire uh, last year on Gunnersville, but day three was a little nerve wracking for you. Um, how was how was day three? I mean, how were your nerves going into day three this year compared to last? Um, I would say same but different. I didn't have the, I didn't have any really jitters or second thoughts or you know the ifs, maybes, and what's and all that because I'd already been there before, right? And I had you know the one championship at the house, and I just kind of was like had the mentality they're chasing me, they got to catch me. Last year I was just making sure you know don't lose them, you know going all that's going through your head. This time I was just like they got to catch me. Sure. Um, that's just how I faced the whole day. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, you've had a pretty good, uh, pretty good, uh, elite series, um, season so far, 17th in points right now. And, um, I mean, heck, why even, it's like, just keep winning the classic and you you ain't got to worry about going back, do you? Oh, I I know that would be, that that would be phenomenal. (laughs) My my son said, you just win four in a row. (laughs) It doesn't, it doesn't quite works that way um but, well he's gonna sell you know, all that confetti and, and make and, and be rich off that confetti so you know it uh yeah, that'd be a big deal for him. Of it. people have been asking for it you know it's just that's just a tournament i think it just fits it fits my competitive game plan to where you kind of go in all or nothing and don't look back you're not fishing for points none of that you just go right and i think that just uh i just it just fits me well now on the same on the same token, um, you flip the coin, and that's probably why I've had some really good finishes in the AOY, but I never win. It's just because I'm that guy that if I get that bite on that rabbit hole and I think that, hey, I can do something nobody else is doing, I'll still do it and sacrifice the points and sometimes it doesn't work out and then I'm in I end up digging a you know, digging a crater to get out of that hole. So Sure. Sure. Okay. What uh, what color jerkbait was was your key deal? Uh, only threw one. It was called a, the color Stealth Shad. Uh, if you're looking at the market, it would be kind of like a chartreuse shad. Okay. And um, you know, I was throwing the the deeper bill version, um, not because I really prefer one or the other. I just like the deeper bill. In case I'm hitting some stuff or need to deflect off something, I just think the deeper bill 
gives you a better deflection rate and keep, doesn't keep you as hung up. Sure. Um, but the whole key to that date is just like any good jerk bait. You just got, you've got to be able to cast it. You've got to get it away from the boat. Right. And uh, that bait you can really, really throw, and I'm, I'm proud of it. You mentioned – sorry, David, go ahead. Let's see. Go back to that jerk bait because I believe that one that you designed there, it's a sinking jerk bait. Am I correct? Yeah, it's slow sinks. Well, I won't throw one that floats. Oh, wow. I don't what? really want one. I don't really want one that suspends because if it suspends and the water's warm, it's going to float. They only suspend mm. at certain temperatures. So I, yeah. I want one that's always sinking. It doesn't matter what time of year it is. I want it to always slow sink. Why is that? I mean, because like, like you said, I'm, I'm more used to floating or kind of like just suspending so why why this uh sinking is it just more as a water temp or is it just regardless of water temp uh regardless of water temp i just want it because if you've ever seen fish like dark through shad when they kill them they kind of fade away um the one that we've got designed now with stunna when you're jerking it and you pause it it's got a shimmy to it like a spy bait which is unique to any other bait on the market and with that little fall and that shimmy, I just think it draws bait. It draws a lot of bites. Um, it's something that I wanted because I wanted to incorporate that into the bait to make it different. And uh, we were pretty successful with it. And, you know, I've been fishing them for, I haven't had them that long. I've had them like six months and I've fished them in the cold all the way to the hot now. And it hasn't, it hasn't, uh, it hasn't let me down. You know, I'm, I'm happy with what it's produced. And I'm looking forward to the future with it because there'll be some other additions coming to it that I can't wait to get. <laughs> what, how many, how long did it take you, did it take you and the team to, to create that bait? How many, how many re- revisions um, did you make to that? You know, we had to do it during COVID. So there was no travel. So it was Zoom and messages and looking at videos and all that. It took us, I guess the first run we had four, five, six different kind of build designs for the shallow and the deeper lip. And then I had to play with them and had to really express, I like the way this does this. I don't like the way this does this. <laughs> Change this. Let's figure this. What do you think about that? And it was about the third, I guess it was the third set of baits that we got. When I got to fish one, I was like, I like these two. And it got narrowed down from there. And, uh, it just we got we were real lucky we got it right so fast. Gotcha. You won last year. <clears throat> I mean, literally the last event before COVID hit. I mean, that was the last time a lot of us all worked together. Was uh, you know at, at the classic last year. Uh, what kind of party do we have planned for for this year? Being that uh, we're you know a lot of things have eased up. You know, really, I'm not really the guest, the, the party guy. Um, <laughs> when my wife gets back from work in California, uh, we're loading up the Sea Ark and we're headed down to the beach the week before I have to come back and go up to New York. And we're going to just have some family time, do a little flounder fishing, a little red fishing, a little hanging out on the beach, maybe some putt putt, just some good old family stuff and just relax and let it all soak in. All right. Good deal. Well, brother, congratulations on the win. Uh, stupid proud of you. Very excited for you and the family. And uh, I've been traveling this tour for a long time and was there when you first started and was there in, 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 at uh, in Grand Lake when all that went down. And 
everything else and it's just it's really cool to to see you uh see you win it back to back and and to have such a great event so i appreciate it very much all right take care good luck uh up north and um we'll talk to you soon all right man i appreciate it guys thanks buddy see you thank you congratulations well guys there he is hank cherry your back-to-back champ sounded pretty good for back-to-back champ david sounded pretty confident sounded you know i got two trophies what the hell you got that's kind of what he sounded like right so yeah and, and, and you know like there's that saying where i mean i know that it's always hard to win in fishing and at that level as well and let alone it's the bassmaster classic stage but you know sometimes they say it's once you win one they get a little bit easier so um i don't know i'm thinking you know we just you mentioned earlier talking about three peating you know hartwell jerkbait I don't know. So far, at least right now, it's lining up pretty good so far. It's it's, it's really kind of setting up in his favor, isn't it? I mean, it really yeah, does. It, I, I hate to is. say that this early out, but he could be the longest reigning champ, the shortest <laughs> reigning champ, and could be the first one ever three peat. So yep. that would uh, that would be pretty damn cool. So appreciate Hank uh, being part of the show tonight. Uh, take a quick little break. When we come back, I think Mr. Grover's going to join us. We'll run through the U Pickums. Then we'll jump into some news and notes brought to you by Hummingbird and Minkota right here. I feel like IsoChill definitely allows me to stay on the water longer. When you talk about 14 hour days of practice on the water, that's a long time. And most people are gonna come up with an excuse to get off. And I don't feel like I get that same fatigue and a lot of that benefit comes from what I'm wearing. Sun protection, breathability, comfort, IsoChill, honestly, it just helps me be more competitive and stay on the water longer. Sportsman's Warehouse is your one-stop, convenient place to shop. Whether you're into camping, hunting, or fishing, our expert associates can help you find the gear you need. We carry a huge assortment of quality equipment from the best manufacturers in the country and around the world. We have guns, ammo, rods, and lures, not to mention every kind of outdoor clothing for the whole family. You can shop in one of our fully stocked stores or visit us online at sportsmanswarehouse.com. Visit Sportsman's Warehouse. Shop one of over 60 locations. Whether day or night, I love to tie one on. Every day of the week, I like to tie one on. I don't care who's looking, I always tie one on. Every time I go on the water, I love to tie one on. You may not know this about me, but every once in a while, I've been known to tie one on. Come on, man. Join the Stray King team. All you got to do, tie one on. (laughs) I think I always tie one on. Welcome back, folks. Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. Time for the Sportsman's Warehouse Bass Wrap-Up section of the show. Brought to you by Under Armour Apparel, makers of ISO Chill. Kenneth, are you ISO Chill? Are you chilled? Are you good? Not today, Not but today? I was Sunday. Okay. All right, good. Stay cool and comfortable and on the water longer this summer with Under Armour ISO Chill. Learn more at uafish.com. David was ISO chilled on on uh, on Sunday. I was ISO chilled on Sunday, and so were you. We weren't fishing; we were just chilling. So you got a pretty nice spot there where you were, bud. Uh, yeah, and I sat there for somewhere in the neighborhood of about five hours straight. Did you get a nap while you were there? 
Yes. <laughs> I was going to say, I did too. So I, but I wasn't there. So, but I did too. I, I know how that goes. David, looking all ninja-like with his, had the hood up and everything. He was he was styling. So, all right, time for the you pick David, what you got? All right. So, first up was the Tech Warehouse Pro Circuit event on the Potomac River. And being the first European to ever win a top-level bass fishing event or tournament rely on pro Jacopo Galelli took the win there with 65 pounds and three ounces over four days of fishing rookie in the air rookie this year he's yes a pro circuit rookie pro circuit rookie that's right so Lawson had been led it for three days and then mm-hmm. uh, say his name again Jacopo Jacopo is it Jacobo? <laughs> Jacobo? Kid, do you know? <laughs> uh, I started to call someone earlier today to get verification on that, and I didn't, I didn't get time. Uh, we've been wanting to have him on the show. Maybe we'll have to get right, get him on uh, here in the coming weeks for sure. But uh, So 65-3 for uh, Mr. Galelli, that's what we'll call him, uh, at least on this side of the, of the desk. Uh, Rick Cagle, 65-even to grab the point in the U-Pickums. And then for us girls here at Angler's Channel, I grabbed that point with 61.10. So I think I think at this point, as long as it's not Michelle, we're all in good shape. So we'll uh, we'll go with that. All right, ABT on Neely Henry. Kith and I are still trying to dry out from that one. So Let's see. I don't know what – I don't know how bad the storms were, but it was very wet at least it looked like. But – on a wet Neely Henry, um, the team of Bradley Jones and Brooks Goza with eighteen seventy eight took the win there, and I believe they didn't have big fish, but they had a four point nine to anchor their big bag there. They did won the tournament and won the Angler of the Year with that event, and our buddy Billy Lawson nailed it, hit it right on the head. Well, hang on. Yeah. Oh, wrong button. Where's my Where's my all oh, my good sound effects? I've lost my. Uh, you need to label those buttons. Well, I've got them labeled, but I was I was in the wrong one. Stand down. There it is. Eight seventy eight for Billy Lawson. Nailed it for a two pointer. He grabs the win there and moves into a tie for first place with Stanley Carper. Um, going into the final week of the U Pickums, I grabbed that point as well with eighteen nineteen, gentlemen. So Grover can't complain. You mm. got to play to win. That's all I can take. Well done, Chris. So <laughs> well done, Chris. Uh, Stand down. I'll, I'll I'll take that one right there. So uh, all right, Outlaw Outdoors on Rayburn. All right, others. You know they always fish Rayburn and they fished it for their Father's Day tournament and the team of Joel Wilkerson and Halleck Wilkerson. Caught three fish for 16 pounds, and they, I believe, had big fish as well with the 823. Oh, wow. 823 with three for 16. That's pretty good. Um, yeah, y'all don't shoot me on this because uh, we were all over on the on the AC side. But, Jay, uh, let's see, Jim Sparrow. Is that right? Yeah, Jim Sparrow, 1575. For the uh, for the you pick them point there this week, so I did not label the fact that it was three fish. Yeah, 
I did not think of the fact that it was three fish, but it was three fish. So, but still, Jim got it fifteen seventy five. It's your all. I, all I said was single day winning weight. All I put. You got. You know, there on. there comes a point where you need to do a little bit of investigating on your own. Well, you can't give everything. I, exactly. That's why I said. That's why it says in the deal single day winning weight because you got to figure it out from there. So, all right. What we got next? All right. The cons. Inc. Bass for Cash series were out on Gaston and a team of Walt Golf and Ellen Campbell caught 2075 to take the win and they beat out second place by less than I guess it was point less than one of us by 0. 0.06 of an ounce which is like just underneath a one ounce I guess you could say but yeah wow 2075 2075 for Golf and Campbell Joseph Van Lunen 1977 for the win in the U Pickums. And David grabs the win there with a 1969. Good year, or so I was told. So, but all right. All right. Let's see here. Next one up that I have here is the Bass Champs, guys. They were out <laughs> on Tawakin. The next What's one that? that you have. In other words, you didn't write them all down, is what I'm understanding. But anyway, okay, yeah. So Bass Champs on Tawakin. <laughs> Tawakin. Uh, and it was, I guess, somewhat close between the, because it was, the was a third place was 19, well, 19 eight, uh, but the top two teams had 26 pounds, but winning it was. Uh, the team of Bobby Creek and John Marshall with 2693 with the 893 kicker. Wow, 2693 for Peak and Marshall. Robert Corbin, 2690. Just missed it. Ooh. 2690 for the you pick and win uh, with a point there. And I picked 20.19, somehow way ahead of y'all. Uh, for uh, for that win as well for me. So I'll take that point there. Big week for me. I'll put it to you that way. Uh, and then we had the Fishers of Men on Watts Bar, which you have zero recollection of ever seeing this tournament in our picks, but yet you picked a weight for this tournament. Um, team of Rogers and Garnett, 11.24 on a three-fish limit. For the deal, and it finally happened, guys. It finally happened. Somebody did it. Somebody from the crowd, longtime listener, he's been on the show before. Our buddy Matt Lazenby. Matt did it with a single solitary weight of one pound. Out of boy, Matt. I could I couldn't believe it. I I, I sort the road and I went, what? What? Who picked one damn pound? I looked over and I said, Matt Lazenby, USOB. I cannot believe it. And then I start looking at all the weights. Everybody's over. Everybody's over. But Matt, Matt nailed it. One pound even. And when I say everybody's over, all of us were over too, boys and girls. So it didn't matter. Matt grabs the point for that and uh, is, is currently... Well, he's tied for second with about 14 other people, but still, Matt grabs. I mean, that's that's the best point of all right there is the single solitary one squirrel bass at one pound. It's hard, to, it's hard to believe that it works in that format with so many people guessing. Well, it's one thing when it's like three or four of us, but when that's that many people guessing, I'm surprised it worked. Well, again, with nobody, with nobody realizing it was a three-fish event, including us, um, <clears throat> 
he picked one, and there it is. So, Matt, congratulations. You are uh, – that's legendary status right there. That's that's all I can say. For the rest of us – What a dumb bass. Uh, and that's, that's all I got to say about that. So, uh, a little score at home. Stanley Carper, Billy Lawson tied for first with two points apiece. Teddy Helton, David Shilton, Ron Farmer, Walton Jr., Little Jack Cadell. Jay Holcomb, Patrick Brondos, Rick Cagle, Robert Corbin, Joseph Van Loonen, Jim Sparrow, and Matt the Legend Lazenby all in second place with one point. It's up to this week, guys. It's it's the final week of June. You can win that Hydrowave, that KVD Hydrowave from TH Marine. Kenneth gave the, uh, the trophy to uh, last month's winner, Wesley Sams, and he was excited this week, wasn't he, bud? He was excited, and the people around him had no idea what was going on. Zero clue. Zero <laughs> clue. They couldn't understand why he had this pretty awesome trophy walking away, and and he only I mean, didn't have that great of a tournament. But, you know, I mean, you weigh 10 pounds, you win the you win the, the month of May, you get a cool trophy. So you'll be the envy of your he fishing said, club. He said he was going to put it right next to his team championship trophy from this past fall, fall slash winter. You damn straight. Thing was sexy. Sexy. You damn straight. That's right. Way to go, Wesley. Appreciate you playing along. Uh, for those of us, for those of you scoring at home on the Angler's Channel side, trophy is currently in North Carolina. It needs to come back home. I heard it's homesick. Kenneth's got two points. David's got three. Michelle has four. And yours truly leading the way with five points for the month of June. Yes, sir, David. Did, did we get results from two of the missing tournaments last Not week? yet. I've been looking for them. I've All been right. looking for them. So, no, I've got it written right here on a post-it. That's on, a, <laughs> that's on my leaderboard page, and I'm still still waiting on what else are we missing? What else are we missing results for? I know it's the pots on Biloxi Bay, but what else are we missing? Was there one more? Uh, Mr. Bass of Arkansas. No, I got that last week. I got that last week, and you won it. Remember that? I sent you a text. Oh, text we message. didn't hear it, so we didn't hear it. Well, hang on, man. I'll find my no, sheet. Hang on. We one didn't second. hear it. I said we didn't hear it on the radio show or the podcast. I mean, <laughs> let me find my <laughs> let me find my deal from last week because I know I, I know I found it, and I know um, I sent you a text on because I found it afterward. I went back and I I, I watched the live, <laughs> and then they did finally they did finally put it out. Um, uh, Creighton Sawyer, 14-4. I don't know your weight, but you won it. No, you did. You had two points in that one. You nailed it with 14-4, didn't you? Yeah. And you know that. Why are you, why are you making me go back and look? You know, hey, you I was know. just making sure because hey, we, we have it on uh, when we were recording, we didn't have the results. So I just want to make sure that my points are, are documented. That's your point. We well, Buck, I'm not going to, I'm not going to short you. That's for sure. You had, no, you had, um, no, you have three points, four points now. Sorry. You have four points. You're right. Wait, good catch there, David. Good catch. I I apologize profusely. You have four points. So you if and I Michelle. Don't get that, if I don't get I don't, if I don't get the AC Bass Trophy, I want that Hydro Wave. You want the – you can't – wow. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm well, you've, only, you've got 
Do you have a point in this one this 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 week or this month? Yeah. You do, I think. You got you got a point this month somewhere. But uh, you know, we'll we'll see. I mean, you know, I I, I know who your boss is. I'll see what I can do about a hydrowave. So <laughs> we'll go from there. So I mean, let me rephrase this. Kenneth's got two because she got to play. David and Michelle tied for second at four apiece, and I have five. So it all comes down to this week. Have you already got your picks in, David? Yes, I did. Okay, I do too. Kenneth, do you have your picks in? Uh, no. Okay, you got till midnight tonight, <laughs> Kenneth. Midnight tonight. Matter of fact, you've got till lunchtime today is what you've got. Lunchtime today to get yours in, because I just know how how far behind you'll be. Lunchtime today to get your picks in. But for the rest of you, midnight tonight, Wednesday the 23rd. So I guess we need to talk about picks, as David so eloquently reminded me, as I, I, I ended the segment short, and then he's like, you want to mention the picks? I guess I probably should. Carhartt College wildcard events, Wednesday and Thursday this week, June 23rd and 24th. I know you're going to go, CB, wait a minute. It's we still got a day to pick, and, you, and they're already going to have a tournament. That's okay. That's all right. They still got two days to fish. So 23rd and 24th. Two-day event. I need to know, uh, as far as I know, it's a five-bass deal. I need to know what the overall winning wage is going to be for two days. Carhartt College pounds and ounces. Alabama Bass Trail on Miller's Ferry. I'm going to give you a little insight because if you didn't listen to the Alabama Bass Trail podcast uh, yesterday, um, guy who calls it his home body of water said it could set up for 20-plus pound bags to win that event. So, Kenneth, what are your thoughts on that? Um. I have an idea. I did a little study the other day. That's a lake we hadn't been to in a while. Yeah, five years. Um, so I did a little studying because I know when we get on the water Saturday morning, we need to have an idea of what we're doing. That's You're right. So, we probably do. Um, I, I think it's going to be a good tournament, but it wouldn't surprise me if it's similar weights to what we just saw in Neely Henry. I agree. Mm. I agree wholeheartedly. So ABT Miller's Ferry, single day. On Sunday, not Saturday, but Sunday, the 27th, pounds and hundreds. Uh, Major League Fishing Bass Pro Tour, Group A, St. Lawrence River, Group A, fishing Friday and Sunday. Need to know the leader's weight, the winning weight for Group A that's going to put them in the championship round. Leader's weight for Group A after two days, um, pounds and ounces, please. BFL on Neely Henry, Saturday, single-day winning weight there, pounds and ounces. Then the Idaho Bass Nation on Lake Coeur d'Alene, uh, very beautiful, very cool lake. Lake Coeur d'Alene, um, single-day event there on the 26th. Brandon Pollock, Tiffany McCall getting married on the 26th. Do you think Brandon may try to sneak into that one, the Bass Nation event that morning? Just for another no. shot at the classic? No, probably not. No. Okay. Well. Depends on when the you know when he he's scheduled that's to be I'm, up on the altar. I mean, if he's I'm got saying. a few hours, he might just sneak it in. He he did. She, you know, I talked to Tiffany at the classic. They drove the mo the, they drove the camper and the boat back to Idaho because Brandon quote unquote wanted his boat there. It's kind of making sense, guys. It does. It does. Kyle, if you're listening, give us a call. Let us know if uh, – shoot me a text if, if Brandon's going to fish that. So, um, Idaho Nation, Court Lane, single day. I uh, need to know your winning weight there. And then Tennessee Team Trail on Douglas, single day on Saturday the 26th. 
um, pounds and hundreds, please let me know what you're winning, what it's going to be. You got till midnight tonight, the 23rd, to get your picks in to win that KVD Hydro Wave. Now, take a quick little break. We come back. News and notes. Jason, what would you say your biggest fear is when you're out fishing? Hmm, Chris, um, let me see. Probably stranded out in the middle of the lake. That's right. You know, that's everybody's biggest fear, Jason, not being able to get back to the ramp, especially in time for weigh-in during tournaments. But one thing that's really made the biggest difference for me, and that's switching to lithium batteries, and not just any lithium batteries, but rely on lithium batteries. Oh, Chris, how do you like those? Jason, they're great. Let me tell you, they allow me to spend more time on the water and are essential when it comes to starting and running my boat. They give me short charge times and more usable capacity, so I don't have any late-day voltage sags. Plus, they're stupid lightweight compared to lead acid, and they're practically maintenance-free. Really allows me to focus on my fishing instead of worrying about getting back to the ramp. Okay, okay, you talked me into it. Where can I get some Relyon batteries? Jason, you can visit relyonbattery.com slash anglers channel and use our special promo code anglers channel for 10% off your purchase. Did I mentioned they also offer fast and free shipping. You didn't, but even better. So hey, what are you waiting for? Get hooked on Rely on Lithium today. From dawn to midday to dusk, the sun's rays dance across the water and the sparkling light beckons. The abundant shorelines invite you to play or sail or simply behold. This is where champions fish and families gather to unwind. It's Lake Hartwell and Anderson is the gateway to its wonders. Walk on a pier, float all day, and restore your soul in this beautiful oasis. Visit Anderson, South Carolina's bright spot. Discover more at visitanderson.com and visit lakehartwell.com. Sportsman's Warehouse is your one-stop, convenient place to shop. Whether you're into camping, hunting, or fishing, our expert associates can help you find the gear you need. We carry a huge assortment of quality equipment from the best manufacturers in the country and around the world. We have guns, ammo, rods, and lures, not to mention every kind of outdoor clothing for the whole family. You can shop in one of our fully stocked stores or visit us online at sportsmanswarehouse.com. Visit Sportsman's Warehouse. Shop one of over 60 locations. Hi, folks. Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. Time for some news and notes brought to you by our friends at Humber Electronics, Mencota Trolling Motors, Talon Shallow Water Anchors, Raptor Shallow Water Anchors, Mega Live, all the good stuff. They got it now. All right. So I've had a few emails and I've had a few, few people that have, have called and inquired. And so I had to send an email to. Uh, our buddy uh, Joe Opager to kind of get clarification on a few things. So let me find my notes here. And so one of them being um, uh, a few folks, inquiring minds want to know, right? So a few folks want to know which event to us, which event do we believe was a larger negative to sponsors? Heavy hitters or sponsors not showing up to the Bassmaster Classic? David, what say you? Well, I'm assuming it's going to, well, I don't assume. In my opinion, it's the heavy hitters only. Well, because what? You pretty much, 
I don't remember if it was like this last year, but they pretty much forced these guys. It was what a BBT event with the MLF TV spin with fishing off the same boats, more or less their TV boat sponsors, I believe, and jerseys and all that. So um, that's what I think. I mean, yeah, it sucked that some some vendors or sponsors or manufacturers weren't at the Classic, but it's the Bassmaster Classic. It's, next year is going to be just the same, if not better, you know, so I don't think there was much of a loss there at all. I think really it, it, the sponsors lost out on the uh, heavy hitters event. Yeah. Kenneth. I'm a little confused by the question. Well, I mean, so it, in, in, in what respect from an angler's point of view, from an organization point of view, what, well, to? I, I asked that same question to our to our listener, and I said, "What do you define not showing up at the classic?" And and he said, "I mean a lack of physical presence at the classic expo and interaction with the public versus heavy hitters, the guys not being able to have their own boats, their own jerseys, their own you know sponsors on their on their jerseys." And then he said a different perspective: How much would you pay for one hundred and forty thousand followers slash subscribers? versus how much does it cost to attend a three-day event in Texas. So for did the guys who didn't go to the Classic sponsor-wise or company-wise, did they lose out on anything? Oh. Do you think? Yeah, uh, yeah but, I, I mean, I, I wasn't there, so I don't know who you're referring to. I, I, don't, I don't know the impact. I mean, are these – I mean, I hate to keep asking you questions. But- no, you're fine. Are, you, are these Bass sponsors that weren't there, or were these other companies that just weren't there? I would assume just other companies. I would assume other companies that, that weren't there. I think most of the Bass sponsors were there. There may have been one or two that weren't. But uh, to me, that to me that would be a big deal because you're already invested in sure Bassmaster itself. You've already but paid for the boost space to be there, right? To see companies not committed to it. We're still kind of we're still and in in some states they think they're still in the middle of, but we're still kind of on the tail end of COVID. So it doesn't surprise me that some people did not show up to this event, I, I, and they were probably shocked at how well it went. I mean, there were still some people that were questioning whether people would show up for it or not. Right, right. Uh, but I think I think it far exceeded what a lot of people thought it would under the current circumstances that we're in. Okay. All right. I, I, to me, I mean, that's why I kind of asked. About, I think those are those are not apples to apples. Those are apples to oranges. That's two different, two completely different situations and scenarios. They are. They are. You're right. Um, so. my, my issue with the with the uh, BPT event is the fact that the anglers could not um, show their own sponsors, their own boats, their own jerseys. They were in MLF boats. They were in MLF jerseys. That to me is a negative, and to we, like we've said before, to most of those guys who were participating, they viewed it as a negative in the past. Yeah, I think because because you probably companies that didn't come to the classic probably had enough representation from anglers and social media folks there that they didn't miss a whole lot. But for those anglers who couldn't wear their sponsors' logos on their shirts for heavy hitters, couldn't wear, couldn't use their own boat. I think they're the ones who lost the most there because they were not represented in any way, shape, form, or fashion um, at, at that event. So, I would uh, we 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 have seen how important it is for these anglers to have their own identity now. Oh yeah, it's more so now than ever before. Yeah, 
And to miss out on that opportunity to continue your own identity is that's a big deal. Well, a great example is, you know, my parents live uh, outside of Atlanta and um, it's, it's been probably, you know, a, a year or two ago, but my dad called and he said, Hey, who's the guy that drives the, the black and yellow truck and boat. And I mean, it's, it's skeet. You can't miss them. He said, I pass them going the other, the other direction on the interstate and it's noticeable, right? It's more noticeable right. than just any other color. It's, it's their own, it's their own branding, so you're going to know who it is and who's doing it going down the road. So, um, But a few other questions I got that I had to go to higher authority on and get some answers to questions uh, from you guys, the listeners, is one of them is, is will somebody inquired about be, uh, Pro Circuit Pros fishing the Bass Pro Tour? Because what is it, David, the top four in each Pro Circuit event – get to fish the next bpt event is that right i don't know how the because i don't know if it's the for the most recent event from the next following post bass pro circuit i'm sorry bass pro tour event because uh, you know sometimes there's a few events that happen in between but it's a top four though because there's only 76 anglers um on the bass pro tour right right so uh so yeah so however that works but somebody, I mean, I, I, like I said, I have received some emails, and this is not, this is not just Chris Brown. This is from people that are, you know, inquiring minds want to know, but they want to know why the guys fishing the BPT or fishing pro circuit that, that fish the BPT, why are they not getting points? And the response that I was given from uh, Joe O'Pegger with Major League Fishing is they aren't fishing the full season, so they do not receive AOI points in the Bass Pro Tour. But with that said. I think I sent it to you guys as well. Um, these guys are, I mean, they're right on the edge. Um, Spencer Sheffield's fished two events, and, I mean, he's got 138 points uh, amongst the deal. I thought I had it written down. But, I mean, that would put him, I mean, he would be right outside of, he'd be tied with Cody Meyer at 55th spot, only 20 points out of the Red Crest cut line, right? Um, and then Matt Becker's also fished too. He's at 119 points wise. So, you know, he's up there as well. And that's just fishing two events. So if you want to look at it as a, as a perspective deal there, if Spencer Sheffield had, has 138 points just fishing two events, he's ahead of Randall Tharp, Jared Littner, Jonathan Van Dam, Randy Howe, John Murray, uh, Roy Hawk, Britt Myers, Mike McClellan. Uh, Gary Klein, Shaw Grigsby, David Lefebvre, Matt Lee, of all people. He's even ahead of Boy Duckett in terms of points. He's only fished two. So I'm on the fence, right, because we're not fishing the full season. But I think if you, if you, if you, you know, fish that hard and you've qualified for, you know, two or three and you had enough points and you made that cut line, by God, let them fish. What's the, what's the deal, right? Or no? Well, if, if you back it up to when that decision was made, would have been before they ever started an event, there is a chance that an angler could have made every single one of them and would have definitely had a chance to make red crest. To, to assume that no one could qualify for all of them, I think is the wrong way to look at it. Well, um, because they don't, because they're not fishing the full season, they do not receive AOI points in the Bass Pro Tour. 
Um, it's funny you said but they could have fished the full season if they qualify. Correct, they could have, and they still wouldn't have got. They have an opportunity. They still wouldn't have gotten points. But what what you just said though is kind of funny to me because you said when they put this all together and made these rules earlier in the or, you know last year, what the hell does that matter? They change these rules on a daily basis. So why would what they did last year, you know, change in the day? I mean, well, I'm not, I'm not I mean, being rude. This part but, wasn't done, wasn't necessarily, well, I don't know when it was done, but it was done when they knew they were short anglers. That's true. So that decision had to be made then. Yes. So at that point, there was an opportunity for an angler <laughs> to make all the events. Yep. And, you know, for guys that have made, you look at, you know, Sheffield, Becker, um, they've qualified for two. Ty All's qualified for two. Um, so of the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, for the twelve guys that have that have qualified, you know, three of the twelve have, have qualified for two. And I, now, I had, how, how many how many events have they fished? BPT. Yes, I think there are four or five because you got three events left. So that they're four. I think they're four in, and they're getting ready to fish their so, fifth. I believe. So, so you're telling me that there's a couple of anglers that have only fished half the events that are kicking some of those BPT guys' tails right now. Yeah, yeah, I am. I, I guess those I, guys are lucky they weren't getting points. Well, well, that's what I'm saying. That's that's exactly what it is. So, but that's my thing is why you know why wouldn't they? So stage four, and so they fished four right now. So you've got like. You know, Spencer Sheffield, who's fished two of the four and has 138 points in this deal. And so, you know, he very well could, you know, could, I mean, he, he could qualify for more. They've got, you know, one, one more event left in the, um, in the pro circuit. So I guarantee, I guarantee you those BPT guys hope he doesn't. Well, absolutely. I mean, because he's made some money there. Ain't got no damn points, yes. but he's made some money. So that's, uh, that's for certain. But, so then the other question that came up was, do Bass Pro Tour anglers, quali- will they qualify to compete in the title? And I, when I first heard this, I was kind of a little bit pissed. But then I got to thinking about it, and Elite Series guys fish the Opens, right? And there's no title there, or no championship, but they can re-qualify for the Elites. They can qualify for the Classic. So I'm kind of on the fence as to what it is. But then I pulled up the points for the old pro circuit. And the top two, well, let me put it this way. Three of the top five are BPT guys. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven of the top 21 are BPT guys. Michael Neal currently leads the points. On the on the tackle warehouse pro circuit with nine hundred and thirty four points, he's made eighty six thousand five hundred dollars. He's currently eighth on the BPT AOI list, and he's made seventy one thousand seven hundred dollars over there. Skeet Reese is second in points with nine hundred and thirteen points. He's made one hundred and fifty one thousand dollars on the pro circuit this year. He's twenty seventh in the on the BPT, only making a measly forty seven grand on the BPT this year. Then you come on down to fifth. Well, Cole Floyd is the first person that got in third. And then you got Ryan Salzman 
in fourth, which is great for Salsi. I'm impressed there. Then Justin Lucas is fifth. Uh, he's made 51,500 on the pro circuit. He's seventh in BPT points at $53,700 there. Uh, Avena is eighth. Cody Meyer, ninth. Bobby Lane is 12th. Mike McClellan is 14th. McClellan just should just go ahead and get comfy with the pro circuit. Agree or disagree? Because he ain't doing jack on the Bass Pro Tour. He's 64th right now. He's made $21,000 on the Bass Pro Tour. He's made $37,000 on the uh, on the pro circuit. Uh, Gagliardi's 12th or 15th, excuse me. Uh, Chris Lane's 16th. Casey Ashley, 18th. David Walker is 21st. He's made $50,000 on pro circuit and $27,000. And um, on the BPT, Casey Ashley is the only one. Casey Ashley and Bobby Lane are the only two that have won more money on the BPT than they have on the pro circuit this year. Bobby has won 109,000 on the BPT. He's fifth in points. Casey's won 49,000 um, on the BPT. He's 19th in points right now. So I think Lucas was that way by about $2,000 as well. Lucas, he was. You're right. He was. He was. 53,000 compared to 51,000. You're right. I didn't have him circled, but he was. So, um, uh, but, you know, it's interesting. Um, I mean, I, I can't be mad about it because these guys want to fish more. They want to do more. Um, I get it. So there they are. I hate it for a guy like Cole Floyd who didn't Cole get screwed last year in a deal? Didn't somebody win an event and Cole was right there? Wasn't it? It was it was Chickamauga, wasn't it? Wasn't that Cole? That sounds about right. I, I want to say that it was. Cole was right there in the mix of things for Chickamauga and uh, got beat by a BPT guy. If I remember that right, I could be wrong. Um, that was when BPT guys did not accrue points uh, when they could fish whatever they wanted to. But I mean, I can't get mad about it. What do you guys? What do you guys say? Well, just like just like we think that the the pro circuit guys should accrue points in the BPT events that they fish, I'm perfectly fine if these guys, since they're fishing a full season, especially if if they can make it, they make it. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. I was mad at first, but then it, then you can't be because it's both. They're they're both pro circuits. They're both trying to fish more, make more money. They're living, so I mean, it's, uh, it's it's certainly I'm I'm okay with it right now. I'm not happy about it, but I'm okay with it. David, what about you? It is what it is. Uh, it's because the BPT is going to be their their, I guess their premier prestige league or whatever you want to call it. But um, as long I guess compared to last year with when 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 they were what all the pro circuit events became super tournaments after right. uh, COVID hit. Um, and then even some of those guys, some of the BPT guys, they were supposed to have committed, but they, some guys didn't fish all of them. So I think as long as you put your, uh, you know, you're fishing the whole entire schedule and you travel the whole uh, circus with them, I guess so. Yeah. You, you put your work in and, and, and you deserve it, I guess. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm I'm with you there. It was last year. Cole Floyd did lose that super tournament, that's the Chickamauga Super Tournament, um, to uh, probably a Wheeler, if I had to guess. It was okay, Jacob Wheeler. <laughs> uh, but he, you know, had he had they not been there, obviously he he would have won that one. But I mean, he wouldn't have. I don't know. But it was Cole Floyd. I knew I recognized that name. So, and then I had to ask the question, just because you know me, I had to ask because people have been asking me about this as well, including you guys. 
as um, I said, I believe this is cut year. So is it the average of last year and this year to see who moves up to the Bass Pro Tour 2022? Can the BPT guys fishing the Pro Circuit double qualify potentially? Um, what's the deal of 2022? And, and uh, the response I got was in the Bass Pro Tour, the top 65 anglers will re-qualify each year. 66 through 70th will come from the top five in lifetime AOY average from the Bass Pro Tour points standings. That's three seasons from the 15 guys cut. So go ahead, David. Is that I'm assuming that's a rolling three seasons? It's not like they picked the best three seasons of that guy's career. It would have to be a rolling, I would assume. Yeah. I would assume. So if I'm understanding this right, 60, 66 through 70 will come from top five and lifetime AOY average from Bass Pro Tour points. So that's the guys not in that top 65, obviously. Right, Kenna? Yes. Okay. Um, 71st through 80th will come from the top 10 in AOI points from the Tackle Warehouse Pro Circuit. Any double, any double qualifiers, BPT anglers out of top 10, vacated positions, et cetera, from the Tackle Warehouse Pro Circuit top 10 qualifiers will be filled going down the BPT list. So if you're in that top 10 and you don't want to go play, they don't go to 11. They go back to the BPT list. Your only chance is to be in the top 10. That's it. You can't be 11. You cannot be 11. you got to be in the top 10. And I have uh, my list right now. I've done the three-year average up to this point. Right? Up to this point, I've done the three-year average. And your bottom 10, <clears throat> actually, your bottom, it'd be 15, wouldn't it? David, is that right? Yeah, yeah. So, so I got um, one, two. Yeah, three, but the next, but the next five get in automatically, right? Yeah, they do. No, but the next five would be the lifetime average. So it doesn't automatically mean like sixty-six to seventieth. It no, it are no are in that order. They've only fished for years, right? They have. One, yep. two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. So if that's the case. Dean Rojas, John Murray, Brett Myers, Matt Lee, imagine that, and Brandon Coulter are your 66th through 70th. Right now, as of Wednesday, June 23rd, right now, they're your, they're your lifetime AOI requalifiers. Tommy Biffle, Timmy Horton, Boyd Duckett, Cliff Crochet, Kelly Jordan, Mike McClellan, Shaw Grigsby, Jason Lambert, Roy Hawk, Paul Elias are your current bottom 10 in lifetime average. If my math is right, as of today, June 23rd, this is before the St. Lawrence River event, obviously. They've got St. Lawrence River this weekend. Then they've got Champlain August 5th through the 10th. And then Redcrest is on St. Clair. Um, and is that right? Is that right, David? St. Clair? Redcrest? No, that's the last event. Sorry, that's the last event. So they've yeah. got three events left. My bad. Three events left. St. Clair, September 10th to the 15th. That's what they've got. There. Wasn't there another exemption? Some no. kind of a, a lifetime oh, achievement or that's the only ones that were that were given to me. 
So if that's the case, if that's the case right now, Cole Floyd, Ryan Salzman, Jim Tut, Jeremy Lawyer, Jimmy Washburn are the five to get in because the rest of them, Neil, Reese, Lucas, Avena, Meyer, are all BPT guys. So they would only take five currently from the pro circuit standings. If, if I understood the way that read, they'd only take those five because even if you double qualify, they're still going to pull from the BPT list. That I have an issue with. And this, is, this is where having all those BPT guys has an effect. You know, it, it wasn't necessarily an issue for the championship, but having all those guys in there now, it does have a drastic effect on because if, if, if I understand this, any double qualifiers, BPT anglers inside the top 10, vacated positions, et cetera, from Tackle Warehouse Pro Circuit Top 10, qualifiers will be filled going down the BPT list. That's where I have my issue. But. And, and that's a, that's the previous year BPT. It's not a three-year deal for the – I mean, it's not, it's, it's not, I thought it was, but it's not. I thought it was going to be a two year average, but it's not. According to this, it's your top 10 and, uh, and points. And my, my music's run already, so I should have moved that. Um, it's your top 10 and AOI points. So that's what we're looking at with that. So if that's the case, only five will, will qualify from Pro Circuit to head to BPT for next year. So. Two five six five three five three two one seven. Your X Zone Hotline. I want to know your thoughts on this past segment. I want to know how you feel about it, what you think about it. Inquiring minds want to know. I have not. I have not gone overboard on my opinion on this segment. Have I, gentlemen? I've been pretty calm. No. Yeah, you're right. And I, I want to congratulate you on putting all that together. That's that's a lot of work and that was well done. I, you know, you know, Kenneth, I'm dedicated to this show. I am dedicated to bringing the knowledge to this show, to bringing the truth, forgetting the hard answers. What a dumb bass. That's me for spending all the time on this because it's all going to change and they're going to screw it up and, and what in other way. Go ahead, David. Sorry. But you got to start somewhere. You do. You do. Go ahead, David. Well, I was just going to add this because I know that I think if I remember correctly, it's they're going off the top 65 from this year's ranking. Am I correct? For BPT, right? Correct. So then if we go off of the current standings in BPT scores and it's Paul. Oh, Elias wait a minute. Wait, 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 then 66 through 70 is the lifetime, which is a complete farce from what they said three years ago, right? Three years ago, they said bottom 10 would be out in the average. Is that right? Bottom 15 and then... It's supposed to be a three-year average, too. And this is a three-year average. This is a three-year average for BPT. It's a three-year average. This is their third-year efficient BPT. So... It would be, it would be, but so David, what you're saying is the top 65 in BPT points would from get this year, from this yep. year would get in. If I, if I remember that the, the, the email correctly or the, the message from Joe Pager. So if that's the case, then it's Paul Elias, Brandon Coulter, Gary Klein, Terry Scroggins, Marty Robinson, Shaw Grigsby, Dave Afriba, 
Matt Lee, Boyd Duckett, Kelly Jordan, and Aaron Marks. Okay. Not many change there. Um, but yeah, you're right. You're exactly right. I that I totally missed that again. So because I again I we originally were told it was a it was a different deal. So yeah. No, no. That's interesting because you know, Scroggins is missing events because of knee issues. Yeah. Where if it was a rolling three year deal, that wouldn't necessarily affect him as bad. He'd be he'd be fine. He'd be fine. You're exactly right. So he would be fine. So yeah, no, I see it now. You're right. Britt Myers is your last guy in right now. Um, at that point. And McClellan would requalify as of right now as well. So that's uh, a very valid point. 256-535-3217. We got got it here. I got to know your opinions. I got to know your thoughts. Uh, let us know via the Exxon hotline. Guys, did you learn anything this weekend? Anybody? David? Um, I still have a lot of work to do to burn some of that LBS is from Texas. <laughs> You've been working out pretty hard. I'll give you that. You've been you've been putting the uh, here and there. <laughs> yeah, I've not. I've I've I have fallen back into my into my trap. So um, Kenneth knows that he saw me drink a Mountain Dew the other day. So or four. Yeah, I don't remember how many I had, but it was a lot. So they, um, I've, I've fallen off the wagon, but I'm working to get back on it. So, but Kenneth, how about you? I learned that you never know when a when you might have an encounter with a fan of the podcast wasn't that cool though uh, you gotta admit that was pretty damn cool so i mean it was i mean the guy sitting over there and his not only one bass talk live shirt but two bass talk live shirts and, and you know and it looks at me like well i ain't got no anger channel apparel well but i ain't got none either right i give you a hat that's all i can do for you but um good old burl gentry you gotta love him that was kind of cool though so well, we, we had our picture taken with him. I tried to cover up the BTL logo. I, I'm not sure I did a good job of it, but I tried. <laughs> that was uh, that was fun. That was uh, that was a good event. Fun to see people. Fun to, uh, fun to do that. So that was uh, that was good. Um, as always, folks, if you made it this far, David, give me a number. If you made it this far, we got to know three. Number three. Lucky number three. I've got a. Um, well, hell, you know what I got. And we'll actually stick with three. We will stick with three. I got a Mustang life jacket. I got a Mustang inflatable Ooh. for somebody. Wow. Yeah. How about them apples? A Mustang inflatable life jacket, brand new, still in the package. Now, hold on. Hold on. If you're not going to wear it, don't even call in. That's true. Okay? That's true. Let, let someone win it that will actually wear it. That's it. That's exactly right. So, please, I would uh, – inquiring minds want to know there. So, 256-535-3217. Third texture will win a Mustang inflatable life jacket and uh, a PFD, and you got to wear it, and you got to hook, hook the heel switch up to it. Um, as always, folks, we appreciate you for listening. We do encourage you to subscribe, rate, and review this show. I'm a little mad we're down 11 spots on Apple Podcasts, so – but um, we got to work on that. We're down in 11 spots in the wilderness category in Japan this week. We were at 200. Now we're at 211. So um, it's really starting to affect me a little bit. I was a little down the other day, and uh, Bird asked me what was wrong. I said, we, we fell 11 spots in Japan. So y'all help me pick this back up, all right? We need your votes, all right? Subscribe, rate, and review um my favorite podcast app. And like we said, please make sure you let us know your thoughts on the show. 
via the podcast hotline, the Exxon hotline, 256-535-3217. We would, uh, we would love to know your thoughts on all that. With that said, on behalf of our guest tonight, your back-to-back champ, the one and only Hank Cherry. Congratulations to Hank for the AC Circus. I'm Chris Brown. Y'all have a great week and weekend as always. God bless good fishing. Put the PFD on. Connect that kill switch. Buckle that son of a gun up tight. We'll see you next week. Don't take it first. Thanks for listening to the Angler's Channel Insider Podcast, your number one tournament resource. 